It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, are the Falcons ready to move on from Marcus Mariota? And the snub may make him big mad, but may not be a bad thing for him. But And last but not least, and for the culture, what kind of example are we really setting with our kids these days? We'll talk about all that next, right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. First, I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1's your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1's is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. How about this, T? When you think about... The Atlanta Falcons and and how the year ended with Marcus Mariota. We know we had all the instances where not he had a real injury or not, and, and then they let him know that he wasn't going to be the starter in the, during the bye week. And then he immediately said, hey, I'm uh, about to go get this knee checked out. And then next thing you know, we're hearing him having surgery, and he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that with all those things coming into play, T, I, I feel like the Falcons have pretty much made up their mind as far as what they're going to do. And Arthur Smith, Smith kind of hinted at that, but kind of didn't. Um, when he was asked about his status on the future with, with the team, he said, quote, we have a pretty good idea that I'll play out. We will make those moves before or right after the league year. But my question to you is this, though, T. Given all those factors, more than likely, they're going to move on from him. But is it solely based on how he handled the situation when they told him that he was going to be the starter? I don't think it's solely based on that. I think that was the nail in the coffin. I believe that his performance, especially after he was given 13 tries to prove his case, make his case for being a starting quarterback with this team and in this league and and didn't do it and didn't do it. And then along comes this rookie. And yeah, you may not have a large sample size, but four games was probably just enough to say, while we don't know if you're the future, we don't know 100 percent. We know he ain't it. So I think that that was just the nail in the coffin, because if he had handled himself even a little bit more gracefully, I imagine that Arthur Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot would have said, hey, we can bring him back for another year as long as he understands that it's a competition and he's not guaranteed to be the starter. But, yeah, I I do believe that that relationship is severed. I I don't think it's repairable enough for him to return to the Falcons as a QB or a, whether starting or backup. Yeah. And, and I think when you think about, for me, I, I wholeheartedly believe that it has a lot to do with his performance because when you look yes. at it, Arthur Smith put him in the, the best position he could possibly be, be in to succeed. Right. Mm-hmm. You had, you know, you, you brought in a guy to help upgrade on your offensive line, Elijah Wilkins, who was solid when he was healthy. And, you know, Drew Dahlman got a little bit better than what he was last year. And you had one of the better uh, rush offenses in the league. And he highlighted your your assets. Assets are your legs. Mm-hmm. You're able to move around. You move the pocket, the play action. All of those things, it was set up perfectly for Marcus Mariota. Yes. And he failed at the end of the day. 
I know that's something hard to come to grips with. I failed in life, and I've come to grips with those things. But you know what? I don't think Marcus Mariota did that. And I think we, when you have expectations coming in, I understand that he wanted to be a starter again. I mm-hmm. get that part of it. But, T, you have to doggone be, hold yourself accountable too because at the end of the day, they're going to make a decision based off of what they feel is best. And yeah. you had to do the same thing. So you decided to come here. You decided to come in here with a reclamation project and come be with the, be with the coach that was a part of you being benched in Tennessee. So, hey, that's what it is. That's that's what you got to keep it funky with yourself sometimes. And I know that that's a hard pill to swallow. But at the end of the day, you are the guy that held the keys. Right. They gave you this and like they were in a dire situation. They just traded Matt Ryan and they needed somebody to get behind. And they chose you. And you didn't you didn't you didn't live up to the to to the expectation. So I, I think when you think about that with. With him kind of being uh, Arthur Smith being um, very vague and as far as like decisions, we don't know, and we'll we'll have we're pretty much cool with where we are right now. I think it's it's a wrap for Marcus Mariota, and and I, and I think wholeheartedly it's going to be something that they're going to have to to figure out whether or not they're going to bring in some somebody else to yeah. kind of you know hold the situation down to. And that statement to me is just poker face. That's just Arthur yeah. Smith Indeed. just giving us his poker face and playing chestnut checkers, which is fine. That's what we expect from him. But I do think as well, the moves maybe oddly enough, what may be more telling is the moves that have been made on the defensive side of the ball, because they've been so aggressive of late, whether that is going after a DC so that you can bring him along to one of those all-star college football showcases, or whether that's filling out that staff with the likes of a guy like Jerry Gray coming out with comments that we haven't heard before about winning in the trenches, games being won and lost there. All of those things speak, speak to, we know that we, as it stands on February 3rd, remember we still got to go through free agency and we still have to go through a draft. But as it stands on February 3rd, this Falcons organization is the most stable in the NFC South. And I believe that they're going to say, you know what? They don't have Tom Brady. These two don't have a quarterback, period. And even if they do get a quarterback, it's probably going to be someone who was a backup or someone who is unproven because he's a rookie or what have you. The stability and the aggressiveness do not favor taking another shot on Marcus Mariota. I think those are the other two key indications that no, they're going to go for broke as they should. They're going to go after winning the divisional title. And to do that, that's not your quarterback to do it with. Absolutely. And how about this T? Let's talk some breaks. Um, (laughs) You know, we talked about our guy, Dana Brown, moving on to the Houston Astros and getting an opportunity to be general manager and working mm-hmm. with Dusty Baker. I remember his name this time. <laughs> 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 you know, so he's going to be able to, we know he's going to flourish and do his thing. Now the yes. Braves are seemingly got a replacement. So mm-hmm. how about this? Dean DeSillis has been hired as, the, as a special assistant to the general manager, Alex Anthopoulos. And he, he most recently worked with uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. And obviously we know uh, uh, Alex Anthopoulos' history up there in Toronto, so they worked together before. So yes. seemingly looks like the Braves have found a replacement for Dana Brown because we talked about how crucial he was in, in getting that, that, that the youth uh, that's on this roster right now mm-hmm. up to the big leagues. See, how about this, though? Alex Anthopoulos working and making subtle moves like he normally does. Yeah, and this is a team that literally was right on the heels of the Yankees for most of the season, ended up being second place in the AL AL East last year. But that was a roster that was in part 
constructed by DeSillis. So I think that shows that he's so a lot of good young talent on that roster. Exactly. Yeah. So in addition to the fact that obviously Alex Anthopoulos still has his ties to the Blue Jays Indeed. and wanting someone that he could trust, it's not just because he has ties to the Blue Jays and therefore I trust someone in the organization. No, proven results. When you're on the heels of the Yankees and thinking about the fact that technically the Blue Jays are still a small market, technically they still have a smaller payroll than what the Yankees, not technically, they have a smaller payroll than what the Yankees yes. have. <laughs> and to think that they were just seven games out of first place in the AL East. And we know in a league where you play 162, seven games is not a whole heck of a lot uh, of a of distance between first place and second place. So, yeah, I really like the hire because obviously just like Dana Brown had – he has an eye for young talent as well. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited about this house. Yeah. We all yeah. know that the, the less the fanfare as what the moves that Alex Anthopoulos make, the more than likely they're going to turn out to, you're going to look back and be like, dang, that was a good move right. bringing that dude in. Because we know the Braves right now, their farm mm -hmm. system, everybody's up in the league right now, their farm system is ranked like 29th in some of the major uh, um, um farm system cat uh mm -hmm. rankers so yeah we're we're definitely looking forward to dean coming in and putting in some work how about this to fail put in some work to try to reconstruct the pro bowl team and they were trying to sell me on round robin flag football games and catching putts or kickoffs. Balloon, balloon tosses i thought it were eggs at first i was like because i was just not interested t like like, okay, I'm just going to ask you, like, should they just scrap the Pro Bowl anything altogether and just let it be a, a release, a schedule, uh, essentially a release uh, on a piece of paper? Hey, you made the Pro Bowl. Now go negotiate some more money for a contract. Right, right. You know, I think it's difficult to just scrap it com completely because every league has one, right? So every right, league sir. plays a game. So uh, you got to kind of play a game. And I'm not so opposed to the flag football, but the rest of it is what I don't understand. Like, why do we need to see a balloon toss from some grown men? Help me. Make that make sense. That's what was bothering me, Jarvis. I was like, okay, precision passing. You know, okay, that's kind of cool. Similar to, like, the skills challenge for the NBA, but come Smith on. Come exactly. On. And Derek Carr, a dude who's about to get Who doesn't even have a team. technically doesn't even have a team. Exactly. That's who won it for you. And then, wait a minute, this was the first thing. This was the, the funny thing to me, too. The lightning oh, round combination oh of water balloon toss, punt oh, catch, God. and thrill of this build. Who came up with this crap? Who cares? Who this, okay, Jarvis. David just Tepper a quick came up with this idea, T. Yes. David Tepper came up with this. Oh, 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 gosh. I, I think I figured it out, T. I David Tepper came up with this idea. Right. And you think about the fact that you're wondering, who does this appeal to, right? Let right, me take yeah. you where my mind just took me. All right. Down the rabbit hole last yeah. night. Because we talked about how the Super Bowl halftime has evolved, right? Uh, there yeah. was this cool yeah. um, little feature piece I saw on it. So I go scroll mm -hmm. because it changed with Michael Jackson. He was the first superstar because it used to be all mm -hmm. bands, Grambling mm -hmm. State University being the first band ever in Super right. Bowl one, And that's how it evolved. And then they kind of added layers to it of stars mm -hmm. and, and things of that sort. You know what deaded that? Mm -hmm. In Living Color decided to do a 30 minute special and they had a time clock, a ticker in the bottom of their screen and said, Hey, you can return back to the Super Bowl in XYZ minutes. But during that sorry halftime where they literally said the winter wonderland and they had like, they 
tried it out ice skaters and which I love ice skating. I love figure skating, but I don't think that's the place for it. And they tried no, it out no, hockey no. players. I mean, what are they going to do? Hit a puck in the middle of a football game? <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> and Gloria Estefan, you know, she tried her best, bless her heart, but it was mm -hmm. just, it was too, it wasn't big enough for the moment. Right. Kind of like Adam Levine. But anyway, here in Atlanta. Gosh. Not big enough for the moment. But David my point Pepper, being, no too. yes, that, right. Everything is your fault from your <laughs> now on. So you fault. just need to understand that. On this show, <laughs> on this show you're, the, you're the response. Something went wrong, David Tepper. So yeah. just prepare yourself. But yeah, I think too, just like the league figured it out and said, oh my God, because people didn't go back, by the way. they yeah. When they turned to In Living Color, they didn't go back to the Super Bowl. They stuck with Fox. Yeah. yeah, It was a turning point. Then we started seeing, you know, Michael Jackson was the first and then it became Prince and, you know, Katy Perry with her guest spot with Missy Elliott. And we, we kind of know the rest. Point right. being, NFL, you've got to figure this out. Like the NBA All-Star Weekend is a really, really solid. Now, that's a good one, even though yeah. the game usually oh, doesn't yeah. get good until. Indeed. But even they revamped the game because they understood yeah. that the game was crap. But that now that is your blueprint. Go talk yeah. to them. Dave D Silver and company, they they got it right. Adam Silver, his, his crew has it right. Yeah. Um, speaking of NBA All-Star, they released the uh, reserves last night. Yeah. And woo, we're going to talk about all the snubs right here on ATL Day 1s. But first, got to talk about ATL Day 1s. You want to talk about, about getting, winning some money? How about this? FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's where you need to go to because the Super Bowl is right here, people. It's, it's next week. What are we talking about here? I know you got your food and everything ready. How about this? Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and find out what that money is. And if you never used FanDuel before, how about this? New customers. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets. All you got to do is drop a little five piece. Just trying to figure out what's going on with, with Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts going to be the first to score the touchdown. What's the over-under for the game? What's the spread? FanDuel.com is right there for you. And plus, you can combine your bets for a chance to add a bigger payout with the same game parlay. All of that stuff is going to be explained so you can make you some money. So here's what I want you to do. Make sure you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Drop $5. Get $150. $5 gives you $150. And make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now, here's a tip for you guys as well. FanDuel is probably going to tell you the over-under of what Trey Young is going to score tonight when he blows Utah out of the water. Now, I don't know if that means a good thing for the Hawks, Jarvis, because honestly, we know whenever Trey lights it up, usually the Hawks kind of lose because that means the game has become one-dimensional. Bro, don't care. He, he's yeah. going to go for broke tonight. Why? Because the all-star reserves list was released last night and Trey Young's name was left off the list. Now the East all-stars include Joel Embiid, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Julius mm -hmm. Randle, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, and Tyrese Halliburton. Again, no Trey Young. So should Trey Young have gotten the benefit of the doubt? Now, if you think so, you got to tell me why Jarvis, but if you think not, then tell me, why you think he shouldn't have gotten on or, or didn't get the nod? I think he should have gotten the the, the, uh, the benefit of the doubt. When, when you think about a guy like, you know, Tim, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, right? I know he got off to a hot, hot start. I mm. get it. I understand. Like, yeah, he was on his way. But then he got hurt. Like, he missed two games early on in the season. Then he mm -hmm. missed 10 straight because of an uh, injury he was dealing with. And he just came back off of that, I think, um, the other day. So, when you think about that, 
what Trey had to do in order to kind of like he had to put together multiple seasons of mm-hmm. like okay I open in tight basketball yeah. play in order for him to make it so mm-hmm. I'm my whole point is like you got a guy who's leading the entire league in total assist so, and you got a guy who just uh, hit a milestone was 8,000 points and mm-hmm. you know and he was the fastest player to get there you know right behind LeBron James you know he's pretty good right. at basketball so my whole thing is like I just don't <laughs> understand why you know there are certain rules for Trey when it seemingly but yes. those rules don't get applied to other guys. And I know it, – and it just it's just weird, T, because, like, the dude was averaging 27 and 10. Like, and nobody's right. doing that. <laughs> but I think you're – right, but I think you're making the case for yourself uh, or maybe making the case as to why he didn't make it because maybe that's not what is – the 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 bar if you will maybe that's right. not what is considered important because the one thing you will see and you can't completely see it in Tyrese Halliburton's numbers so I'll probably go to Drew Holiday right, right. Mm-hmm. that might be an easier one although I agree with you if you had to pick somebody to take off this list it probably would be Tyrese Halliburton because good luck making a case against Joel Embiid who is an MVP oh, candidate Jalen Brown who is helping the Celtics scorch the heck out of the league. Bam Adebayo just, and, and Julius Randle, both of them Julius have Randall really like, I can't even argue against nope, that. Because they have leap, want they've had a leap of a year. Exactly. <laughs> yes, and yes. we already, we've already seen what DeMar DeRozan did to the, to the, uh, the, the Hawks, right? Right. So the only person you have is Tyrese. However, it's a couple things here. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to a few of my insiders, if you will, for the NBA, because I, I, I was like, am I onto something or not? Here's the thing, and I was on to something, by the way. Here's the thing. Of course you were. If the league (laughs) league doesn't respect those numbers, then it doesn't matter what those numbers are. And for them, Mm. his 27 and 10 is just not as respected as, say, Tyrese Halliburton's 20 and 11 and four rebounds because Mm. Tyrese has been doing that the entire season as long as he's on the court. Trey has been playing that well-rounded version of basketball these last couple of weeks. So if your sample size is what happened, and let's just be honest, most people's sample size is probably what happened before the last two or three weeks, then yeah, that's going to make you lean in Tyrese Halliburton's direction since he's the example that we're giving here. Not saying it's right, just telling you folks why it's real. The other piece is this. Got to remember, you have three categories, so to speak. So that's the category as in why you didn't make it as it relates to your peers selecting you. Now, then the next pace, you did, you did decently with the fans, but not as well as you had done in like recent years. Again, that's something that maybe the Hawks have to look at because a lot of times it's the campaign. A lot of times it's campaigning to say, get my guy in, get my guy in. The third piece is the coach's vote. And a lot of individuals have said that low key, Nate's a very respected guy in the league and some of that friction see Nate Trey is could be an and possibly is an underlying reason why maybe he didn't get the nod right away now I believe he still has a shot at it because there's still somebody's going to get injured Tyrese Halliburton probably will not play let's just be honest somebody's going to get injured and I believe that Trey has every opportunity to possibly, you know, to, to get in there, to sneak in there. But Jarvis, when you start thinking about all of those factors, and one more if I can share, and then I want to, you know, swing it back your way. Uh, there's a concern that, okay, fine. 
if I go, and I'm going to look at this, you guys, so bear with me. But if I go to say, let's say the Pacers, you know, let's just stick with Tyrese Halliburton since he's our example. And you go down their depth chart, right? He doesn't have another all-star. Yes, Miles Turner just got piggity piggity paid, but Miles Turner ain't DeJounte Murray. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the league is also saying, hey, the reason that you weren't able to get back to the Eastern Conference final status or you weren't able to, you know, be your best or the Hawks weren't their best is because you don't have that second guy, like a true Robin, right? Not mm -hmm. like a Robin who relies on you, like John Collins, his game relies on what you do. You got DJ. DJ's game doesn't rely on anybody. And well, yet, guys are middling. I'm just telling you what my insiders have stated as to why those are the reasons that he's not where, where we believe he should be. But that shouldn't be a factor, though, because we're talking about an individual accolade. Like when you're talking about off the court issues, you're talking about off the court issues dealing with the coach. And yeah, I understand that. But we're talking about basketball, right? They're going to go play a basketball game. We're talking about picking the best player. So what do you, how do you do that? Right. You look at the stats. You look how he plays on the court. So why are we having fact factors off the court determining whether or not this dude gets into the all star game? I don't think that that doesn't make any sense to me. Like so. But I, I, I do. But however, I do understand it. I get it. I get it. I get it from a standpoint. That's political. The right. whole politics thing. Yeah, that's going to be involved when it comes to voting and everything. Even mm -hmm. you talking about the players with him being last. So it's it may be it's something there. Obviously, yes. it's something there. Yes. But I don't think that should be determining factor as to whether or not you get into a basketball game. So I do believe that this 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 system is is, is rigged as well. So it need to be some somehow it needs to be mitigated. And and, and 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 I think the NBA needs to take a look at it, and I think that, I believe they can do it because the NBA oh, yeah. has been really good about uh, acknowledging the issue and and and, and attacking it and, and trying to fix it. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and and I'm glad you said it that way, Jarvis, because honestly, I don't want it to come off as I'm agreeing with mm -hmm. those okay. being yeah, the yeah. reasons that it didn't quite go the way it should have. Uh, I, I totally agree with you on that one. But what I'm saying is, and not just let's just be honest. That's right. not just an NBA thing. That's the oh, way yeah, that it goes down right. in the NFL as well, because there oh, have been, yeah. you know, lists, you know, like that NFL 100, for example, where many times we've looked and said, that's who you chose. How do you, Hall or, of how fame do you get or how the Hall of Fame, right? How many guys have waited forever and a day? To, um, <clears throat> yes, exactly. <laughs> to like, get in oh. and they've not been able to. So you yeah. think about situations like that and you're like, you know what? This is. That's the question that I was going to pose to you, but I think you already answered it in, in great form. And that is, does the league need to make a change? And I do think something like this hopefully will highlight that, yeah, you guys kind of need to make a change because if you're keeping guys like this off the list and it feels like it's a fixed process or it feels like it's a process where Steph Curry's team is having the worst year ever, but Steph Curry makes the team, then house way. Because, you know, because Curry's not having a Curry-like year. So, yeah, I do think that there need to be some tweaks to that. But, hey. You know who has reaction to it? Locked on sports today. today. No shocked there because interestingly enough, this is how we feel in Atlanta, right? And I'm sure in Oklahoma where he's got another uh, strong fan base. But who do they say was snubbed from the NBA All-Star game? Check them out and you'll find out today. Also, you can get their reaction to the biggest stories of the day. Go to, oh, I was going to say, the old place you can go. I'm not going to tell you that though tell you the new place you can go youtube <laughs> and anywhere else that you get your podcast just like you check us out on a daily basis so don't forget after atl day ones and after for the culture because you can absolutely check out their take of the day 
then you can go to Locked On Sports Today because, hey, that's where you're going to get all the big stories, just like we give it to you here each and every day. Absolutely. Locked On Sports Atlanta family. You guys have been hitting that subscribe button. I know you've been having a little FOMO. If you have <laughs> not done that, we are on our way to 6,000. We're going to get there with you or without you. So go ahead and join the game. Locked On Sports Atlanta. We're going to go ahead, go to that YouTube search box, type in Locked On Sports Atlanta, hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell so as soon as we drop this heat, it's popping right up on your phone. Come on, man. Stop playing every day, Monday through Friday. <laughs> ATL Day Ones and hitting hard with Judd and Chuckery. It is going down. So, yes, go ahead and become a part of the movement. But, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. But that's how we get on this down on this show, T. Today is no different. Um, you know, like I, I really feel like youth sports has gotten dirty. Over the past five to six years, T, mm. and, 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 you know, just from the, the the AAU and how they have so much influence, and specifically in basketball, and how they have so much influence with high school basketball teams. Guys can pretty much don't even have to play high school basketball anymore. They can go to the AAU team and, and get recruited and going on to the college. So, and I think that you know, for these youth leagues, when you see the videos, the parents going crazy. But um, <clears throat> and I just really don't like it. But yeah. this one right here, T. This takes the cake. Uh, a Miss Alicia Boykins um, is a JV coach. And Miss Boykins mm-hmm. realized that one of her players wasn't going to be at this particular game. So she took it upon herself, T, to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. We need another body. Mm-hmm. She didn't go into the science class or homeroom team mm-hmm. or a particular, uh, particular classroom and say, you know what? You want to play some ball tonight? No, she didn't do that. T, she took it upon herself to get that young lady's jersey, put it on, put on the shorts, put on some tennis shoes, and play in the game, T. She decided to play in the game. Alicia Borkis, what is wrong with you? Help me out with this one, T, because I have no explanation whatsoever. I I, 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 I... I mean, when I read it, and wait, then I looked at the video, by the way. Uh-huh. I read it, and I looked at the video, and I was just like, and she actually thought she was going to get away with this. She was ball, trying to ball. And she wasn't even low-key with it, like, oh. on the bench, chilling. No. She's not no. even blocking no. shots. She was stuff balling. Into the- like, balling. <laughs> yes. I mean, it just... And and I found myself, you know how like Jarvis is a train wreck sometimes? I found myself just kind of looking and looking and looking like... She's seriously out there bombing. Yeah, yeah, she like she wouldn't even, that's the like what 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 was going through your mind? Like you know how your mom and dad, you know, when you get in trouble back in the day, you know, you know, and, and you know you did something stupid. And they just be looking at you like, what were you thinking? Right. Like what? this is so dumb. And I think to myself, now what I do wonder, Jarvis, is did she say the same thing once they figured it out? Like, you know, oh, like God. hindsight is 2020. Like, did she see anything wrong? Like, did, Is she related to the girl? Does she look like the young lady? Like, what are we doing? And right. she played under her name. Like, she had her jersey right. on. Right. Like, she didn't even try. Oh, did, like, um, what's that movie from back in the day? Uh, Joanna Man. Like, she didn't even try to, like, she... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh man you know what this story would have been a lot better if if it was a male that tried to do the same exact thing <laughs> i probably wouldn't that, even laugh i wouldn't even, i said man don't even mess with that dude 
Like you got, yep. he's clearly got some. Yep. Something's, some things. something's wrong. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. If she had pulled a Joanna man, we would have at least had a premise of, oh, you're like way off. Like you're off, off. Like you know, our parents used to say, you're off. But this Jarvis, oh look, our, our our listeners, our audience, yeah. they just need to drop a comment because maybe yeah. they know, maybe they can figure Please. it out. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't, we, we got nothing. <laughs> we got nothing. <laughs> All right, folks, we thank you for uh, making ATL Day was your first listen of the day. Really appreciate you for dealing with our foolishness today. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, that's how the Florida culture goes down. That's just how we get down on this show. So um, well, why don't you make take of the day, which is on Locked On Sports today. Make that your second listen. It's available wherever you get this podcast. Go right now and go check those people out. You guys have been really listening because Locked On Sports today is doing really well because of you. Now. Coming up on Monday, we will talk about the Hawks. They got the Jazz tonight, and you know they still out on the West Coast. Tomorrow, so hey, make sure you guys come back. We're going to be talking about a two-game winning streak. I'm calling it right now. All right, but and one more thing before we get out of here, I always ask you guys this each and every day: if you don't do anything else today, make sure you you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.